Good morning. Welcome to Daily Rema with Johnson Julius. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Maker, this morning we thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for all the victories we have enjoyed so far this month and also this year. Dear God, be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Lord and Maker, this morning, we thank you for all the blessings and the benefits we have enjoyed. Thank you for every good thing you are doing for us. Dear God, be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Our Lord and Maker, we come before the throne of grace, having nothing to hide. We confess all our sins and iniquities before you this morning. Father, please have mercy upon us and forgive us all in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning that in your mercy, let the blood of atonement, the blood of Jesus, atone for all our sins and iniquities this morning in the name of Jesus. Dear God, let the efficacy of the blood, let it wash us clean, spirit, soul, and body from every form of filthiness, pollution, contamination, and defilement of sins and iniquities in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit divine, we hereby come before the throne of grace. We apply for grace this very morning and capacity to please you in all our endeavors, even as we start out for the day of our daily uh, endeavors. Father, please lead us, guide us, other steps, direct our paths, Keep us away from all forms of evils and the temptations. Bless and also prosper every of our good undertakings this very day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear God, for in Jesus, the most prosperous name, I have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. God bless you. Good morning once again. God bless you as we join me. In the book of Revelation, chapter number 3, we want to take the last part of that chapter this morning by God's special grace. We start from verse 14 through to verse 22. Revelation, chapter number 3, from verse 14 through to verse 22. I am reading from New King James Version this morning. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of God's of God the beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I've be become worthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. 
I cancel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and the white garments, that you may be clothed, you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and uh, anoint your eyes with eyes self that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chastening therefore be serious and repent behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me to whom to him who overcomes i will grant to visit to sit with me on my throne as i also overcame and sat i sat down with my father on his throne he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches hallelujah Amen. Oh, first and foremost, I apologize for not able to bring uh, yesterday's uh, episode. It was due to the fact that I still carry flesh and blood in my, I mean, I still have flesh, I, I still carry blood in my veins as human. So, God bless you. Ah, we are come for the last of all the seven churches this morning, the Laodicean Church, the church at Laodicea, which is lukewarm or indifferent, I call it indifferent church, or you can call it lukewarm church. This was the, I mean, this is the church that was the worst of all, the worst of all this one is even worse than that of Sadis. Yes, you remember at the Sadis, the Lord rebuked them bitterly as well. But yet, he still said at some point that oh, there are few of you. There are few of you. The Lord still have some few who were still faithful, who refused to follow the evil ways of the church in Sardis. But for this one, there is nothing command, commendable about them. Absolutely nothing. And to me, I can tell you that this church depicts the state of the church of God, of Christians all over the world today. This church speaks more of us more than every other one. Though I've told you from the beginning of these studies that before we finish the seven churches, you must find yourself in two or three churches there. There are two or three things that the Lord have said concerning all these seven churches that has to do with you and I. And I've told you that this church Whatever message God and the, the Christ has sent to these churches is for us to apply to our life personally. I am not 
I just talking to the congregation of the local churches this morning. No, I am talking to myself as an individual church of Christ. Yourself, you listening to me as individual church of Christ. Before I go to my analysis, that is the reason why you hear Christ saying, Behold, I stand at the door. If anyone, if anyone hears my voice, he said, I will come into him, not to them. If you check all those messages, it has the pointer that these messages are sent to an individual. Say, he that has ears, he is not them that has ears. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Whatever the Spirit have, say, have said to all these churches are to be applied to our personal life individually. This lukewarm church, the Laodicean church, was a church that was prosperous industrially and commercially because this place was the city was a prosperous industrial commercial center. Yes, their spiritual prosper, I mean their economic prosperity, their the economic prosperity of this very city has caused spiritual bankruptcy. Their physical prosperity, their economic pros prosperity, has caused them to become spiritually blind, spiritually compromised. They have compromised spiritually. They become lukewarm. They become spiritually poor. Hallelujah. Is this not talking about you and I today? Is this not talking about you and I today? The problem, the, 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 the owner of the church lamented about the problematic state of this church. I shared this message also to four parts. Number one, the problem, problematic state of the church. Number two, the warning. Number three, the solution. Then lastly, the, the, the promise. Christ lamented from verse 15. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. I could wish for nothing that is either if you want to be here, be here. If you don't want to be here, go over there. The state of the church. Then in verse 17, it began to list out their problem. Because you say, I am rich. <laughs> I've, I've become I've become worthy and I've, I've need of nothing. And you do not know that you were wretched. That is their, their, their state. They were wretched, miserable. They were miserably wretched. They were poor. They were blind. They were naked. They were lukewarm. That is number one. Number two, spiritual poverty has, has, has ravaged them. They were poor spiritually. They don't have anything good. Any they don't they don't they don't possess. They, they did not possess any treasure, 
any spiritual treasure. They didn't have anything, anything spiritually that is commendable about them. Nothing. Outrightly, nothing. This was the state of this church. They were lukewarm. They were poor. And they were naked. You know what nakedness means? High level of defeat and humiliation. They were naked. They were blind. They could not see. Oh, wow. This was too, 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 too bad. And this is the state of today's church. They've compromised. And last of all, they don't have Christ again. They've shot Christ out of the church. They are Christless. Their Christlessness is second to none out of all the seven churches. Even the place where Christ said it is the center seat of Satan, they were still, they, they, I mean, those, they, that church was still commendable. As a matter of fact, Christ did not rebuke them because, because, because of that, they were, that is the church in Smyrna. Uh, Despite the fact that the Satan's seat was in that city, yet they hold on to Christ. I mean, they held on to Christ rather. But what of this one? Because the word is seated. Oh, no wonder Jesus lamented that how hard it will be for the worthy, the rich, to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Is that it will be better, it is very easier for Kame to enter through the, the, the eye of a needle than for the worthy, the rich. The problem, the question is, is it a crime for us to be rich? No, it's not a crime. God blesses abundantly on his own. He blesses his children. As a matter of fact, God wants us to be rich. But your wealth, your your rich, your 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 physical or economical or financial worthiness must not put you to the state of spiritual bankruptcy. It must not. The state of the problematic state of this church was second to none. It was second to none. And the warning came straight in verse 16 to them. That, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That is judgment. The judgment of being vomited <laughs> is, is, is inevitable if they still remain indifferent. If you and I still remain indifferent to all these messages that Christ has sent to his church, this is the owner of the church not happy. This is the owner of the church being shut out of his church. And he has to stand at the door now like stranger knocking endlessly. Yet nobody cares to open the door. Nobody cares to open doors. Now let me move to point three where I will be able to speak a bit. That is the uh, prescribed solution. The solution that was prescribed. Let me tell you this. 
no matter the state of your life today, no matter the state of anyone today, every problem, everything, every problem begins, the solution, every, every problem begins to be solved at the point of realization. When you realize that you need help, help will come to you. You will seek for one. You will reach out. So, for every spiritual problem to have solution, then repentance is inevitable. When you discover yourself, you'll be able to recover. That was what happened in the state of the prodigal son. After he has squandered everything, the Bible says, when he came to himself, he came to himself, he, he realized, I mean, he discovered, he realized that no, things cannot continue this way. You and I, as Christians this morning, do you realize that your spiritual state of life is not okay enough? Anytime I am not mature up to the standard, either my prayer life is going down or I don't study the Bible the way I should, I will not have peace within my spirit. Something will be telling me that, that I will be seeing the red alert of danger. To be sincere, even when I am not mature up to this state I am now, I will be, there will be a lot. It's either suddenly something will strike my heart as if, I mean, some fear will grip my heart as if something has happened. Then I will realize because I have not read the Bible. I will realize because I have not been praying the way I should be praying for the last two, three, or one week or for the past one month. Yes, I've, I've, I've been going down. I've been dwindling. My prayer fire has been dwindling. Then I will be able to seek solution. But the worst part of it is this as a Christian. If you are not alright and everything, you still see that you are alright. Just like these people. They were blind but they said they can see. They were poor but they, can, they are saying that they are, we are very rich. We are very rich. We are worthy. Wow. This is the worst, the worst state a man can be. Pretending to be whom you are not. Claiming to be whom you are far from. It's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. So repentance is inevitable. That is the reason why in verse 20, the Lord said, Behold, I stand at... I mean, in verse uh, 19, He said, as, as many as I love, I rebuke, and chastening. Therefore, be zealous and repent. What the Lord is saying is not condemned. He's still saying that my love for you is still deep in my heart. I cannot let you go just like that. All I wish for is for you and I to repent. Being a nominal Christian alone cannot help us in this end time. Going to church without any, I mean, without having personal relationship with God. If you like, be sleeping on the altar of the church. If you have no personal relationship with God through Christ, I'm telling you, all those things are nothing but useless. So repent now and be zealous. Repent now and let your fire be kindled so that you can be hot. The only solution for lukewarmness is to be zealous. It's zealousness. You must come back to seek the fire. 
The Lord talk about their spiritual poverty. For you to be rich, you have to come to Christ. He's the one that can give you the tried, fine gold, the refined gold, the gold, the gold that has been refined in the fire. True riches come from Christ. When you say you are wealthy, you are you have money, you have estate every in every mega and big cities of the whole world, and yet you don't have anything with God, you are not rich towards God, then you are the most miserable of all people on earth. Those who lack food that are dying and be, uh, 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 that, 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 that are dying of hunger, they are far much more better than you. That is it. You see, Christians, I, I, this is the high time we know that when God bless you as his child, when God bless you as his child, he expects you to, 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 to I mean, to, to have the sense of responsibility of discovering the reason why he blesses you. He blesses you, he blesses you for a purpose. He doesn't bless you for showmanship. He doesn't bless you for you to use the wealth to oppress others. He doesn't bless you, bless you for you to use the wealth to, to uh, you, you see, to, to, just to show how worthy you are to the world. He bless you so that you can know the reason why he bless you and thereby, you see, use it accordingly. He wants you to be, he expects you to be a Christ-centered stewardship. A steward, rather. A Christ-centered steward that, that, that has his mind. Let this mind be in you as also is in Christ. That is what the Bible says. God bless you for the purpose of prospering his kingdom on earth. Yes, it's not for you and your family alone. It's even far better for the Western world more than the Africans. It's very worse in these Africans. They will be stealing money. They will be piling up money, keeping wealth that hundreds generations coming can never finish spending. Meanwhile, in the other, uh, in the Western world, you will see many of them when they are. I have heard a man that say, I, "I'm old now, so what is it? My wealth is not for my children. My children, they are doing fine." Then they started traveling from one nation to the other, using their money for charity. Can you see something? Say, "No, all the money we are old, husband and wife." Can you see the mind they have? They don't want to die with that money stuck up in, a, in one bank or, or, or the other where nobody will claim it. And they know that the children are doing fine. So why should we? The children, they have, they, they have their own things already. But in this part of Africa, greediness, greediness and wickedness is embedded in their hearts. They will be piling up the wealth. They, they, they die. Oh God. How many people have, have, have died now in this Africa that they have money in Europe? They have money in the banks that nobody knows about in other Western world. And nobody is to claim the, 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 the money now. Meanwhile, people who are supposed to use the money, they are dying in Africa here. They are go you, are going to, you, are going to, you are going to face the judgment. You are going to face it. So when God blesses you as his child, he blesses you for a reason. He blesses you for a reason and you should use it for his purpose. Take responsibility. 
Then their nakedness. Christ told them, <laughs> Come, come and buy. Buy white garment. It is high time for you and I to stop pretending to be righteous when we are not. It is high time to stop pretending to be whom you are not. We pretend to be to be to be to be righteous. Meanwhile, you are not. Religious, religious uh, lifestyle cannot take us anywhere. The true righteousness comes from God. All our righteousness is like filling rags before God. So it's only Christ that can clothe us with his righteousness. It is Christ that is the righteousness of God that can make us righteous. Without him, you cannot be righteous on your own. What can you do? On my own, what can I do? Everything about the kingdom is by grace. You cannot live on this earth one day without committing anything except the grace of God is for you, is with you. It's only God that can empower us through grace. That is the reason why the Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly that you may, I might, that we, might, uh, we may obtain mercy and find grace. And find what? Grace. In the times of need, we need grace at every moment or else you'll be able to count your own, do nothing. On your own, you can do nothing except the grace of God. It is high time we stop pretending to be whom we are not. Many pastors are with callers today, but yet they are not born again. They are not Christian. God doesn't know them. That is the reason why the Bible says many will come and say, Oh, in your name, we cast out the devil. In your name, I raise the dead. In your name, I this is it. Yet, he still say, Oh, go away from me. I know you not. You are nothing but worker of iniquity. May this not be our portion in the name of Jesus. It is high time we are awake. It is high time we come to our true senses. It is high time we stop pretending to be whom we are not. For the fact that you are bearing the name Matthew, Peter, in fact, if you like, bear Almighty God as your name. That doesn't make you a Christian. That doesn't make you righteous. Because my name is Pastor. Oh, my name is... De let, me, let me bear Deacon, Pastor, Bishop, Prophet, Right Reverend, Left Reverend. <laughs> let me compile everything together. That doesn't make me a Christian. The only thing that makes me a Christian is Christ in my life. The Lord talk about their spiritual blindness. Unless you submit to the, to the Lordship of Christ and they submit to the Word of God, you will remain blind. Say, anoint your eyes. Anoint your eyes with what? With the Word of God. Read the Bible. Let your eyes be open. Let your eyes of that, of that understanding be open. Let your eyes be open. Stop being blind. You cannot live a blind that walk around with, 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 with fall into ditch. So don't fall into the ditch of hellfire. Cry for open eyes now. When Christ to cry, uh, cry to he who can give you open eyes, just like blind Bartimaeus did. Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he had mercy on him. He received his sight. He talked about the, 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 them being, I mean, Christless. They've compromised. I've told you the results for compromise. I mean, the uh, answer for compromise is for you to be zealous. Repent and be zealous. 
They are Christless. They short Christ, the owner of the church, outside the church. That is the reason why he has to lament. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Can you see? How can you shut out the owner of the house and you tenants, you are there. You are not even a tenant paying money. And you lock, somebody keep you in there, then you lock him out. You lock your landlord outside. And yet, humbly, is, he will never budge into your affairs. He will never intrude unless you invite him. Christless life. You are in the church, yet you call yourself a Christian, but that Christ that make you to, that, that can make you to be Christian, Christ-like, yet it's lacking in your life. It's lacking in my life. How are we a Christian without Christ, for God's sake? How are we a Christian? And this is the church. This is the, I mean, the end-time church. That you and I, you and I, I'm not talking about the building now. I'm talking about individuals. You and I, we lack Christ these days. Our character, our ways of life, everything about us is void of Christ. Everything happening in the world today. We live an antichrist life. A godless, a Christless life. A life that has never smiled Christ for once. That is what we live. Even on the pulpits. The message of these end times has disappeared on the altars. All we preach about now, if we, we preach about prosperity, how to make it, how to succeed. Forgetting the fact that Jesus himself said, of what benefit is going to be for a man that gained the whole world and yet loses his soul, his poor soul, go to hell. What are you going to use as your trade tra by butter? What will you use in exchange of your soul? Do you want to use your estates? You want to use your wealth? All those money you are pie stocking, you want that is what you want to use. Especially all the rich people in Africa. Check up your life. Oh. You are rich in this world. And yet, in heaven, you are poor. Oh, no wonder. No wonder. Many of you people have piked. I, 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 the other day, I saw the video of money. Bills of money that has been stockpiled somewhere for years. And they brought it out and the money has spoiled. Meanwhile, people are dying of hunger on the street. Somebody kept money for years, years, and the money spoiled. Very big money. The money that will have saved <laughs> a community. A community. It is high time we repent of all this. This world is coming to an end very fast. Very, very fast. Either you like it or not. Either you want to hear it or not. You are, I mean, the world will come to an end. The money you are piling, stockpiling, you won't spend it. You cannot spend money in that fire. Neither will you spend money in heaven. So why? Why piling it up? A wise man once says that 
Anyone that is piling money for the children, you are, you are am, amassing wealth for your children. It, as a result of, you want your children to be useless to the society. You want them to become nuisance to the society. Because God deposits everything that can make every man great in them. But when you provide everything, they, even the one they don't need, you provide for them for the 5th, 10th, 20th, 20th, 20th generation to come. Then you have destroyed generations to come to be useless, to be stupid, to be to be wayward, to be taught, to be to, to, to be nuisance to the society. For them not to use their IQ, that is what you are saying. They should not use their own brain. They should not tap. They not. They should not tap to their own potentials that God has given to them. That is what you are saying indirectly by providing everything for them. All you need to provide for them is basic. The basic, the basic, the basic education, then the basic trade they're supposed to learn, the basic, these are the things that, that are the most important. But yet you pack up the money, the wealth, they are lavishing it, so therefore they have no respect for, for life, they have no value for life, they have no value for others. Then they see people that are less privileged as if they are not human, as if they are animal, and they treat them as one. You are going to give account of all this before God. Repent before it is too late. Repent before it is too late. And because of my time, finally, the promise. That is verse 21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. If you want to reign with Christ, it is high time for you and I to repent now. Repent. A day is coming, it will be too late. A day is coming, it will be too late. Maybe God willing, tomorrow I will do a recap on all the seven churches. Just to charge ourselves. I will do a recap on the seven churches. Bow down your head, talk to God this morning. There is no way to pretend if you are Christless. The Bible says you know yourself, examine yourself. If you are in faith, you know it unless you are hypocrite, unless you are reprobate. If you are not a hypocrite, a hypocrite person, be sincere with yourself this morning. Tell him, Lord, I need you. I am Christless. I need you. He's knocking at the door of your behold. I stand at the door. He's standing at the door and knocking. Are you hearing the sound of the knock? Open the door of your heart. Invite him. He will not budge into your affairs uninvited. He will not intrude you to your life. Invite him, Lord Jesus, I give in to you today. Please come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I accept you to be my Lord and personal Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Remove my name from the book of death. Please give me the grace of go and sin no more. Help me to be faithful till, till your coming or till death. Thank you, Father, for saving me. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen, 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 fire. If you pray that prayer, that short prayer, please get a complete Bible. Yes, get hardcover. And uh, you can have many versions on your phones or iPad or whatever you, uh, your gadget. 
There is no crime to that, but make sure you have one ad cover. All those ones on phone can be disturbing sometimes. When you want to do Bible studies, proper one, use the ad cover. Then make sure you pray every day. Five minute prayer is not too short. It's a prayer. That is it. But let me tell you, there is room for improvement. You can pray three days non-stop in this kingdom. It's allowed. If you can go even 10 days without stopping for one minute, it's allowed. There is no crime. The only thing a Christian doesn't need to moderate is prayer. We don't need to moderate prayer. We can pray as raw as any time. We can pray it at any time. So that is it. I encourage you to start praying and at the same time look for a Bible-believing church because there is, the Bible calls us soldiers for Christ. It calls us, you have, to, you, have to, you have to be a warrior. So there is no any, any soldier that is trained on the street. Every soldier is attached to one cantonment or the other. So get a one Bible-believing church over, I mean, in your environs and they join them to be trained. Join them to be trained. God bless you. God bless you. Should for prayer counseling or testimonies, please you can contact me through the email Johnson Julius at the table of God's grace.org or through any of these lines plus two three three five six zero eight two four six five six or plus two three three five five two four eight two one eight seven. The two numbers are on WhatsApp and the Telegram. You can reach out through any of the platforms. God bless you. I recognize the presence of the wonderful people of God that are live on Cardboard. God bless you. Celine, God bless you. Tim, God bless you. Bryce, God bless you. Bran, God bless you. Real, God bless you. Michael, God bless you. Julius, God bless you. Shad, God bless you. Ivan, God bless you. Sacre, God bless you. One ID number, God bless you. Pandora, God bless you. Another Michael, God bless you all. I'm very sorry I didn't notice the first person to, to be connected this morning. God bless all of you in the name of Jesus. And I pray your place will not be given to another person in his kingdom in the name of Jesus. Exploit this very day in no ramifications and make greater exploits for yourself and for the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. My own name still remains Johnson Julius. See you tomorrow, God willing. God bless you.